Hey, what's going on? My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm a transformational coach for the Parents of Possibility. Parents of Possibility is all about helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In this video, I'm going to be answering some questions that I found on Reddit and the Friendship Advice subreddit. So I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychologist, I don't have a degree in this kind of stuff, but I am a transformational coach and I help people build genuine connections. So I'm going to apply my expertise as well as some of my experiences to answer these questions. All right, are you ready? All right, well, I thank you so much for joining me. We should just jump into it. Friendship advice. When is trauma, when is using trauma during an argument okay? Well, off the top, I would say never, but let me just read the question. So my friend and I got into, not an argument per se, but a falling out where she kept something from me. In her apology, she talked about her traumas and why it's hard for her to communicate because of them. I feel for her. It was intense because she had never told me these things before and I didn't know if I should be upset with her anymore as it was a lot of information that I couldn't process or grasp at once. All right, now I'm not sure if she was using that as an excuse or genuinely trying to explain, but I don't know how to feel about it. You said you don't know how to feel about it. Well, I can't really tell you how to feel about it. Initially though, Think about it and think, well, what were you talking about before, right? How were you feeling about it before? So I imagine if it's an argument, then you both were probably pretty angry at each other, probably feeling annoyed with each other or frustrated in some way. And then all of a sudden they throw something new at you, a trauma. And typically, typically when we talk about trauma, I think um, when you hear that, it makes people uncomfortable right away. It catches them off guard, no matter what. Like if you, you've known them for a long time, but you've never known this thing, you get stunned, essentially. I didn't know this about you. Now you're bringing it up at a time we're both angry at each other. What's happening there? Like I said, I can't tell you how to feel, but if you kind of think through and go back, I think you see that it was weaponized and it doesn't seem like it's fair to you. So for this friend, wow, I would say, you know, watch out. <laughs> because I think that there that's like a nuclear nuclear option. Because traumas are things that you reveal in confidence and you're in a vulnerable position. And those are things that, you know, are really supposed to let another person see a whole nother side of you. It's supposed to connect you on a different level. It's supposed to say something like, I've been through something so deep and I've kept so long to myself that I trust you to hear this. I trust you to carry this with me. This friend just threw it at you, bam. So I would say watch out for that friend and I don't think that this was a fair, a fair fight or anything like that. So I think if you encounter something like this again, just be aware that they're trying to manipulate your feelings because all of a sudden you're angry, you're having an argument, and then here's this thing where you should 
Well, essentially, they want you to open up to them. They want you to drop whatever you're feeling right now and pay attention to how they're feeling. And I think that's what trauma did in this situation. It was able to manipulate that situation. So you're, you're spot on with that. I think you're spot on with it, but you know, just watch out for them. All right, I'm gonna move on to the next one. Thanks for writing in. Does not having many friends make others less interested in being friends with me? Okay. I live in a foreign country, but have been in the same city for a few years now and still never really got socially connected. Now, over the last year, a lot of my friends moved away as well. So I'm down to just a few people, basically. I wonder, does this make me look weird and undesirable as a friend to others? I generally tried to hide my lack of friends, but I did explain it to some people around me. So I'm guessing others think I'm okay or they don't care about my situation. One of my friends also seems to have gotten more distant lately after it got very clear I don't have a big friend group besides them. I don't think that having more friends attracts more friends. I don't think that's, that's how it works. Um, I think that your personality and the things that you do and the places that you are will attract friends to you. So unfortunately, you had some move out out of your vicinity, you can't connect with them anymore. And it seems pretty lonely that you're in this position. And you just kind of want to look, you're just looking around, like trying to figure out exactly what it is. Like, I don't have any more friends, so all the friends are gonna leave. I actually moved to a city all by myself and I met people, I connected with people on common things that we we enjoyed. And I, I talked to them, this one-on-one -on -one conversation. So. I made a friend that way and then I go to another place and make a friend that way and then there you know I got two friends so it is not about you not having a posse with you right you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine you're one person and they want to connect with you so I think the problem here the real issue is how you view yourself because I hear you saying that you want to not look weird you you're self-conscious in some way about connecting with people and you're feeling like you need to be around other people in order to connect with other people i think that there's more interpersonal skills going on here like more uh, you need to be able to connect with them on a different level so i don't know what kind of conversations you're having with them but i imagine they're about things that might not be deep you might not even be having these having connection connecting uh, conversations. I mean, your conversations might be about uh, a bunch of facts about an anime that you've seen. So you'll talk about this anime and then you'll talk about the creator and then you'll talk about the movie that's gonna come out. Then you'll talk about a different subject without really checking in with your other friends. You're not really checking on how each other is feeling. I'm guessing that these are kind of conversations that you may have, ones that don't connect you because if you did have those kind of conversations, you would not be concerned with being weird because you're not thinking about how you are in front of them. You're not thinking about how you show up in front of them as much because you can be your authentic self. So whatever kind of conversations you're having, I recommend you think about them and analyze and think about something that's important to you, something that's deep, a value or something along those lines, something that um, you, you cherish. 
something that's very important to you and not so much on the surface level. So if we're talking about that anime that you have so many facts about, just as an example, we don't want to talk about the facts. You want to talk about why you like it. What's so important about it to you? Is there something in the backstory that relates to you and how you grew up? Is there something about the creator that resonates with you? Is it something about the artwork that really, really inspires you? Think about those kind of things. When you're talking about things that you enjoy, we don't wanna do the surface level thing. You don't wanna do that, you wanna avoid facts. I don't wanna be lectured, your friends don't wanna be lectured either. So just keep that in mind, okay? Best of luck to you. Hope it works out. You can make friends. I'm sure you can. All right, I'll move on to the next one. Break. What do you guys mean when they say, I'm taking a break from talking to you? And when should I message him? So she's a 31-year-old female. Kept nagging your best mate, a 34-year-old male. And he said, I'm taking a break from talking to you. Okay. And she hasn't heard from him since the last message. And then he said that she kept nagging him. I kept nagging him for answers on these women he's trying to sleep with. I believe it wasn't nagging as I wouldn't have been that way if he just answered what I asked instead of getting weird and angry at me. He has never been this way with me before. We can talk about literally everything and anything. I'm anxious and uncomfortable to send another message because of what he said before. But in saying that, Am I also wrong for quote unquote nagging? Please help me as I want my best mate back. Thank you in advance. This question, uh, I like this question. I like this question, I like all the questions, but this one is, um, thanks for writing it in. I, I think that your initial question about taking a break and when should you write it back? I think what's happening here is that you need to give him time to breathe. I'd like to explore exactly what that argument was about, what was happening in there, because you're, you're friends, that's what I understand, you're friends as mates, and you're somehow concerned with women he's sleeping with. I don't know why that is, but for me, as an outsider looking in, as looking at traditional relationships, it looks like the friend is in love with the friend or the friend wants to be with the other friend or, or some jealousy thing is happening here. You understand what I'm saying? I think that whatever reaction that you had to him and the friends, to him and his sex life has really just thrown him off. I, I don't know how close you are because you did say that you're very close and you can talk about anything but it doesn't seem like you can without having uh, some real feelings show up. So this was anything. This was a thing to talk about. Like uh, women, I'm gonna sleep with some women. I'm just letting you know because you're my best mate. Um, what do you think of this one? I'm gonna take this one to this place and blah, blah, blah. They're sharing something with you. And the reaction that you had asking about these women, it seemed like it was pretty off-putting. He's weird and angry about something. It seems like it's off-putting. It seems like whatever enthusiasm he may have had about sleeping with women, 
I think it's enthusiasm that he would share this with you. So if he was enthusiastic about it and you said, well, what women, what women, who are you sleeping with? Then that's very uncomfortable. You're my friend. I'm coming to talk to you about something that I enjoy, something I'm having fun with, and I want to share that with you. I don't want to be chastised. I don't want to be questioned either. So I want you to think about that from his side because you want to understand when you should talk to him so you really have to understand how he's thinking and feeling. So from his point of view, I think that it may have seemed overbearing and uncomfortable. And you're also nagging your quote. There's quotes there with nagging. You say nagging. So I think that you just constantly ask him for answer. Can you give me an answer, 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 answer. That's really not helping. That's really not helping. Uh, it, it is something that you're doing because you're anxious. Absolutely. You've got to get that energy out of there because you don't want to lose your friend. You don't want to make him more uncomfortable, but you just don't know what to do. That's why you posted this. You have no idea how to get him back. You have to let it breathe. Take a breath yourself. Take a breath because this is probably going to be tough. I don't recommend that you continue to talk to him. At the very least, give him some time to breathe. Give him some room. Because if you're best friends, if you've been connected for a long time, this is nothing. This is nothing. You could probably not talk to each other for a week, two weeks, and then get right back on it. Follow, uh, you can get right back on it and talk to each other like, like you've never fell out before. But you want to make sure that you clean this situation up. You don't want to ignore it either. So this is a pretty important, significant situation because it, it shows like if this is something that continues in your relationship, a pattern where you are nagging him to tell him, tell you what you want to hear, like, you know, you're, I don't know, entitled to hear what he has to say, then it's going to cause stress because he doesn't like that. I mean, you could tell by his reaction, doesn't like that. So the nagging that you're saying, nagging, it's all told, it's anxiety. It's anxiety and all it is. And it's really difficult to just throw anxiety away. Like, uh, you've got to do something. You have no idea what's going on with this guy. You want to make sure you fix it. Is he mad at you? Does he hate you forever? Is he ever going to talk to you again? What is he doing with these women? Also, so much is rattling around in your head. I know exactly what that feels like. So wanna pay attention to the fact that you're anxious about that. Just wanna look at the anxiety more than anything else because that seems to be an issue that will, will show up again in your friendship. It'll show up again in your connection. So when I say look at your anxiety, I mean like you want to, I well an exercise that I like to do is um, think about the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario and how likely it is. So I ramp up my anxiety as far as it can go like, oh, well, he's never he's not he's not answering my phone calls. He's not answering my text messages and he's not going to talk to me for another week or another two weeks. And he just may never talk to me again, ever, ever, ever. And I don't know what I'm going to do if he never, ever talked to you again. You might live. You might right? Your entire life hopefully doesn't revolve around the connection that you have with this person. Your anxiety is just something that's an alarm. It's an alarm. You don't know what's going on on their side. 
all you need to do is make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So don't let your anxiety drive you to dig a deeper hole than you already have dug. Take your anxiety and put it into some something else. Write it out. Write some journal, something, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, all of those things. Write them out and read them. Kind of analyze them. Read them. How, how likely is this to happen? So I would say to answer your question, don't text him. Don't nag him. I would let him come to you. I would let him come to you. You know and when he does, because you're best mates, when he does, you want to listen to what he has to say to you. You don't talk. You listen to what he has to say to you. And I'll bet he'll say something along the lines of, I felt disrespected or, or I didn't really feel comfortable with this. I don't see the big deal of what's happening. Just listen. Understand how he feels about it. Remember, it's not an attack for you. You are being his friend. You are helping him in this moment of, of uh, he's probably gonna be feel like uncomfortable and upset. So you wanna help him out in this situation. I know that you're upset. I know that you, you have the anxiety. Work on that anxiety while you're not talking to him so you can be prepared for when you have to process this argument that you've had before. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope it really helps. So let's move on. COVID changed my relationship with friends. Well, join the party, really. Okay, this is gonna be cool. So uh, uh, does anyone else feel like the lockdowns changed their perceptions about some relationships and friendships? Yes. Raise your hand, yes. Everyone, yes. Extended periods of isolation coupled with not meeting people every weekend has taken the sheen off of some relationships for me. I no longer want to keep in touch with a few friends. I feel like the relationships have run their course and I'm completely at peace with that. I'm just curious if anyone else has had that same experience in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been really interesting and eye-opening. Um, I actually made a lot of friends. I made a lot of connections in 2020 because of the pandemic. And I'm in a position where I'm able to work remotely and I participate in some things online. So I met new people online and here it is 2021. The pandemic is, uh, it's, it's kind of disappearing a little bit. So there's restrictions lifted and I've actually been able to meet those people in person. So it's been really interesting because uh, I made new friends, I think because I really focused on myself at first. So I spent a lot of time and energy learning something new just uh, trying to do something different, experimenting, having fun, reading new things, just being stimulated. And I found that I like a lot of different and new cool things. And I was able to connect with other people on those things. I was even able to like reach out to people on this new skill that I was learning for help. And then we just connected that way. So yes, I've seen some of the relationships kind of fizzle out. I realized that, you know, some people will call when they want to and some people won't when they don't you know um, essentially the thing that was keeping us together it, it just no longer existed and that seems to be like a lot of physical space for a lot of people it's like if we're not going to the same place and talking at the same time we're not going to talk ever we're not going to pick up the phone we're not going to text each other we're not going to do any of those things so things have certainly changed for me and I'm sure for many people as well Thanks for just putting that out there. Appreciate it. 
All right, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move on to the next one. In the dog box, I posted here recently regarding a dear friend who's been seeing a girl that's been engaged. Not sure if he knew she was engaged at the time, but anyway, everything got revealed by an unknown person who created a fake Facebook page. Now here's where it gets interesting. According to the girl my friend is involved with, the one that is supposedly engaged, I'm the one to blame for it. And now my friend thinks that I did it. They don't believe that I had no hand in it. I'm really heartbroken about this because I live with my friend. Now I gave him two weeks notice to move out. I told them that I refuse to live with anyone who's directing their anger and hate towards me, especially for something I didn't do. Now we haven't spoken and he avoids me. How the hell do I handle this? <laughs> I'm guilty until proven innocent. That's what he said. Hmm. All right, it seems like you're in the dog box. Box, I don't know what that really means, but you're in the dog box. It seems like you've been framed, you're blamed for something that you didn't do. And that's definitely have to be frustrating, especially because of the consequences. There's no one here to back you up. Like your friend is not even on your side. Of course, whew, when you get into relationships, sometimes, sometimes we just lose, lose our minds. And I have, I have been that guy. I've been that guy. Um, so I hope that you keep that in mind and have a little bit of grace for your friend. Maybe this will blow over. Now, I understand that it feels really isolating to have to deal with the whole thing. Like you um, are being accused of something that you didn't do and the situation is messy. Now your peace is disturbed. You can't be at home without having an argument, without being in the presence of someone who believes with their heart that you are trying to sabotage them, right? So that's really difficult to handle. So kudos to you, however you're handling the situation. I think it was a good move essentially to ask them to move out because they probably have a place to stay with their girl or, or something else. But if, you're, if they're able to move out and you're able to get some peace in the space that you live in, that's really ideal. That's the place you want to decompress and you want to be okay to deal with all these heavy, heavy emotions. So good on you for doing that. Um, now I, I hear you to want your friend back. You want to connect with your friend again. Well, from an outsider looking in, I read this and I think, eh, it's not a big deal. This isn't a big deal. This is one of those things. Because like I said at the very beginning, sometimes when we get into relationships, we lose our minds. They're gone. Go, they go by. I've been that guy. So I don't know how long they've been together or dating and things like that, but it could be, now this is a scenario that could happen. It could be that you need to give it time to breathe. You need to give him time to wake up, come to his senses about what has happened. Because if there's a whole bunch of drama on the other side of this, if she's engaged and there's some more drama and there's, there's fighting, he may wake up to this and think, oh my goodness, what did I do? What did I do? Hey friend, hey friend, where are you? and they'll come running back to you. If that happens, 
You don't want to just open arms. Don't want to open arms it. No. They want to open arms it. You want to make sure that you have a conversation with them. So yeah, be open to talking to them, but you want to talk about the fact that you feel betrayed and disrespected and any other adjectives that you have, any other adjectives that you have for, you know, being accused. You want to break that down because that is a serious thing to happen in your relationship. To be like, I believe the girl over you. Um, what evidence? We've been friends for 10,000 years. Um, I would not do this to you. You know, it, it, you would want to evaluate your friendship in some way, even though it, it's something that may blow over. If this is something that's, um, you know, a part of their personality, where they're making rash decisions and stuff, you might want to just, you know, take a look at that too. If that's something that they do, maybe you can expect this behavior to happen. Like, oh, this is just what he does. He's going to do it again. He makes decisions and he jumps into things without really thinking about them. And you can bet that this will happen again too. And then you can decide whether you want to continue to have this, this aura around you, right? Because uh, this is, I don't know if this is their very first relationship, but if it is, I could see this. I could, I could probably see how that happened. But, you know, time and experience with relationships and breaking up and understanding how we move into relationships and, and not, I, I, would, I would say, look, this is a really rash decision from an outsider looking in based on all the information that you gave me, these few lines. Uh, that's what I think about it. So what are you gonna do? How are you gonna get your friend back? How are you gonna handle this? Um, well, like I said, give it some time, give it some space to breathe. You wanna process your feelings. You need to take care of yourself first because when you talk to them, you wanna be careful. If you want to restore your friendship, you wanna restore that connection, you're not going to take all the stuff that you're mad about right now and stay mad about them three months later and then throw them in his face as soon as you see him. No you're not going to get a friend back if you do that you're going to get an argument and they'll probably move away from you or something like that you don't want to do that so what you want to do is make sure that you take care of your feelings that you have process them and evaluate your friendship while you're processing them you know evaluate how you connect and, and why you're connected in the first place and you know just don't don't stir the pot there's nothing that you need to do here as far as trying to get them back to you they need to realize that they wanna come back, all right? So I hope that helps, it works out for you. Best of luck to you and uh, you know, you're know, you innocent until proven guilty in the court of this law. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I have for today. Thank you so much for writing in. Redditors, I know that you didn't ask me per se to answer your questions, but I did because we're all looking for answers to questions like that. You'll not believe it, but we're all having the same human experience. So thank you again for writing in. If you wanna ask me, if you want to be intentional about asking me a question, you can write me at possibility at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at possibility. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment here below and I'll be sure to get back to you. Thanks again for watching. Take care.